Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. What if you saw someone screaming at their child in the grocery store? What would you do? Would you intervene and possibly make the situation worse? Would you do nothing while a child sobs? Would your answer change even if the parent slapped the kid? Now, that scenario might make you think of that show on ABC. It's called, Yes, What Would You Do? And host John Quinones will pop out telling people they're actually on hidden camera and that the angry parent and the crying child are both actors. But in real life, it's not so simple. These are dilemmas that can have big consequences. And they're the subject of a new program at St. Louis University. Its support over silence for kids is designed to help bystanders step in to stop child maltreatment without making a bad situation worse. And joining me in studio to talk about it is Nancy Weaver. She's a professor of behavioral science and health education at St. Louis University. She's also an associate dean of academic and faculty affairs in the university's College for Public Health and Social Justice. So, Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So we've all been in these situations where we just don't know what to do, and I know that includes you. And I'm told that in one of these situations, you chose to intervene. So set the scene for us. Where were you? It was a pizza parlor. Uh, It was one of those Friday night, all-you-can-eat buffets. I was there with my family. Um, There were bright fluorescent lights, um, lots of chaos and noise, lots of excitement for the weekend, Um, you know, generally exuberant kind of festive environment. Um, And then out of this kind of freneticism, um, we heard a grandmother start really speaking very harshly to her children. Um, the crowd kind of looked over and we noticed she's she's pushing, she's shoving, she's really interacting with them in ways that kind of made all of us uncomfortable. Um, and yet the crowd just kind of hushed and stared. And and I'm in this room as well. Um, I'm I'm not a trained professional. I'm not a, a social worker. I don't have any experience in these kinds of things. But um, I decided I just felt compelled to do something. So I I got up. I went over to their table and I sat down. You sat down. And then <laughs> did you start talking? I mean, they must have just been staring at you. Like, what are you doing at our table? It, exactly. Um, and and it, it was kind of a, a, a moment where I thought, well, it's either going <laughs> to it's either going to work well or it's going to crash. Um, and at the time, the grandmother just really softened. I, I just sat and I said, it looks like you guys are really struggling. And she told me all about the trials of her life that day. She was Hmm. watching the grandkids. Um, The mom was supposed to get off work, wasn't able to. The car was in the shop. They hadn't eaten all day. Um, And and it was a a tense moment. And so... And that diffused it. It it did. Um, We had a a kind of a nice conversation. So I I went back to my table then with my family who were wondering what in the world had I just done. And and the manager came over and said, thanks. We none of us knew what to do. uh, And and we really appreciated that somebody kind of helped to to dial back what was a a tense moment. And so now for the last couple of years, you've been part of this initiative that's that's using situations like that. How did that experience and how that all played out end up informing the Support Over Silence for Kids initiative. Well, I came back uh, from my pizza parlor incident, and I I started asking my colleagues, you know, did I do the right thing? And um, most of the people I asked couldn't give me an answer. And I realized that that science hadn't yet 
caught up with us and that that as a behavioral scientist, someone who's interested in parenting, uh, this was something that I, I had a, an interest in and I, I really wanted to know um, how we create communities of people that can be supportive in ways that are not judgmental, in ways that um, aren't harsh or hostile, um, and in ways that really helped um, businesses, communities, organizations uh, be places where parents aren't afraid to bring their children. Now, I know that in the name of this organization, the Support for Silence, um, Support Over Silence for Kids, KIDS is actually an acronym. So walk us through what those four letters stand for and how that kind of um, plays out in terms of what you're trying to do here. Right. We we wanted the name to really evoke um, the intention of of the program, which is we wanted bystanders in the community to to not be silent and instead offer support. Um, and the acronym is some guidance on how to do that. Um, it does take a bit of time to practice and prepare and think about that. Take a deep breath. Really reflect on your own situation and how you were parented, maybe. Um, but the kids acronym lays that out. So K. Um, Keep to yourself or offer kind words. Um, so don't come in with judgment. Right, right. There, there are times where, myself included, I've, I've had challenging moments with my children in public. And so if a mom were to see me and say, great job, you know, uh, can I, you know, give you some props for this negotiating you're doing, <laughs> uh, that, that's, a, that's some solidarity there, and that's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, the I is being very direct in your intervention, intervening directly. Um, and those are kind of like what I did at the pizza parlor. Um, you're struggling. Can I help? Can I carry your diaper bag? Um, you know, would you like me to hold your child? Um, is there somebody I can call for you? Um, you know, something that kind of addresses the, the situation very um, upfront. Rather than sitting there and whispering with your friends and, and not doing anything right. um, to the people that are in trouble. Right, right, right. Um, the D is for distraction, which um, I, I, I'm kind of a silly person. So distracting is commenting on the children's shoes or mm-hmm. engaging them in a conversation. You know, hey, which cereal should I get? Or if the granola bars are on sale. Or even just singing a song or dropping your keys or, or something that takes the energy out of a, a really acute moment. And then, and then the S, um, there are times where seeking help is the, the best thing to do. So um, I might have a certain barrier that won't, you know, where I feel a little uncomfortable or not have the training or might not be in the right space to do that. Um, it might have escalated to a place where bringing in, you know, a manager or professionals um, is the best choice. So, so that sort of rounds out the kids acronym. Okay, so keep to yourself or share kind words, intervene directly, distract or seek help. You got it. I'm wondering what is if, you know, it's not just this tense situation, it's a situation where you're suspecting actual child abuse. Is that something where that would take you right to the seek help? Yeah, I, I part part of the program and the training um, is, is really helping community members notice events. You know, we, we walk around in the world not noticing as much as we used to notice. And so even just being aware of what's happening is, is a great first step. And of course, if you're aware, you realize that it's escalated. Um, um, if you're a mandatory reporter, if you're in an environment, um, you know, a hospital or some other places, uh, there are often ways that you um, alert the people who can kind of take a, a, 
a bigger step in that regard. Now, I'm a parent with young kids, and I know that when I get together with my mom friends, we talk about the fact that everybody is always judging us, no matter right. where you go in public. Right. Someone thinks you're doing it wrong, and half the time, they want to share that with you, tell you what you're doing wrong. So I can see somebody maybe listening to this um, conversation we're having and thinking, oh, great, just what I need, more yes. unsolicited parenting right. advice. What would you say to people who, who kind of feel that way? <laughs> um, it, it's a really excellent point. Um, parenting is a, is a private thing, um, and certainly we become parents based somewhat on how we were parented, our culture, our our families. Um, and so this program isn't intended to tell people how to parent. Um, and so as long as we are training our communities and, and our bystanders to be um, open and supportive and not hostile and judgmental, um, then then we're finding that people are very open to that kind of participation. You know, um, an example I've used lately is that um, you know, we, we train people to do CPR, for instance, right? And 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 yet, if we were called to do that, that's not the time to, you know, give a lecture on exercise and fruits and vegetables. That's that's an acute moment that needs some really supportive intervention, uh, much like really stressful times that might happen out in public with your kids. Have you ever tried to gently intervene using these techniques and found it just didn't go so well? Um Yes, um, I, I I had so an experience. <laughs> well, uh, we can't expect any of these things to necessarily be foolproof. I mean, this is really parenting takes place in these crazy environments and contexts, and it's unpredictable and beautiful all at once. Um, but I was in a, uh, an airport one time, and um, this was after we had launched the beginning of this program, and I um, noticed a mom and her child struggling, and the child was talking about being hungry. So I went to the snack bar, and I purchased a Cliff Bar, granola bar, something, and I went back to where they had been sitting, and they weren't there. And I... I, I paced around kind of looking for them, hoping that I could reconnect with them in some way. Um, uh, you know, so we're, we're not going to be able to help in all situations, nor nor should we. Um, as long as we're we're noticing and we're we're available if if a need arises. So I know that you've been offering this training to some professionals and um, to some groups. Can just anybody sign up for this if they hear you talking about it and and they think, yeah, I actually do want to know more about this? Sure. Um, we have a website, supportoversilenceforkids.org. Um, we are offering trainings to community groups and partners. Um, you know, certainly there there are times where um, being out in public with your kid is more challenging than others, as we all know. Um, and so it's times like those and places like those, um, you know, businesses or other community groups um, that we're finding are really benefiting for this, from this kind of training. But just anybody, if they go to that website, they, they would be eligible um, to participate? Yeah, we have um, scheduled community trainings. Um, and if we have enough interest, we um, look for a date and time that works for the people who are involved and, and have been launching or planning to launch those throughout the spring. Okay. Well, Nancy Weaver of St. Louis University, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.